0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to another podcast. Andres is smiling so stupidly at me. Right
1: oh <laughs> uh, It has begun. It has begun. Kelsey, Rita, <laughs>
0: episode we on four. Is that what we're four, on? Four, yeah.
1: Wow. Kelsey, I lose track of it. That's all I have to say. That's,
0: That's because it. you do virtually no work for this podcast. <laughs> I am the other half. I would say I'm
1: like. 33% of the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and you are clearly
0: 66%. It's easy to forget something you have no responsibility to remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's
1: easy to forget when you're just the guy who gets called in to talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, Andres, tell us yeah. what happened since the last time we recorded a podcast.
1: What do you mean? We had the most amazing time ever because we released episode one of the podcast
0: i'll see if i can edit in like
1: cheers (laughs) yeah so if you're listening you're currently listening to episode four and to you the episodes just keep going but to kelsey and i we have to figure out when we release episodes and so in that time between episode three and episode four being recorded we released episode one
0: Yay! Very exciting, Woo. and for everyone that listened, thank you. We've seen the analytics, and we appreciate oh, yeah. you. As of recording episode four,
1: we have actually quite a good amount of listeners that neither Kelsey or I were expecting. Or at least I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't either, honestly. If you're the one guy who's uh, listening or gal who's listening in from Ireland, thank you. You are much appreciated, my fellow lad. <laughs> i think we should call our audience the laddies okay i mean
0: that's actually a great segue into one of the first things we wanted to talk about is how we named ourselves and like how we came up with doing a podcast
1: i can answer half of that question (laughs) uh which which half of the question do you want to tackle kelsey
0: um surprise me just like Tell me everything that you remember because I have no space in my brain to remember extraneous details.
1: (laughs) Extraneous, we are on a (laughs) podcast. Uh, If I recall correctly, this is the inside scoop for all of you who've managed to listen to episode four. Uh, (laughs) Kelsey and I actually tried recording this podcast before Just Two Lads became a thing. And this podcast was also a chatty podcast But we ran into a small, small problem.
0: Very small.
1: (laughs) The world kind of (laughs) ended.
0: Like really insignificantly. So. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's real tiny detail is that the whole United States and world went into a pandemic. (laughs) And so Kelsey and I went from recording in my apartment, giggling, laughing, having a live audience (laughs) to now we're here uh, talking over the webcams.
0: Yeah, we recorded two episodes in January, Mm -hmm. um, which maybe at some point I'll try and edit something so that part of that gets released because it was really fun. Um, I had
1: such a great time with it. I'm not going to lie.
0: We had some roommates and some close friends chitter-chattering in the background because they wouldn't respect <laughs> our recording.
1: <laughs> I think that was the funniest part, listening back to those original episodes, is that you just hear po- people talking in the background the entire time. Yeah. Like, if we were trying to add atmosphere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, But originally, we were going to talk about, like, social media and, like, how emotionally... Draining it is to be on social media all the time and like dating in the social media age and stuff like that. But I think when we recorded our first episode that you guys listened to, um, we just kind of realized that that was really limiting, and we have a lot more weird stuff that we want to talk about than just that. So we sort of pivoted, and I think that's why we chose such like I don't want to say a generic name. But a name that didn't have any sort of, like, thematic implication to it.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what the New our First podcast was. But what I do remember is it was very odd brand for what we were doing.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the original name was, like, Posting, Ghosting, and Roasting. I it's, think so.
1: I um, think that's
0: exactly what it yeah. was. <laughs> um, but that just... After you know the world descended into Dark. chaos <laughs> that just didn't feel like a good enough name for <laughs> the state of being that we were in anymore <laughs> no. um but also for those of you who listen who you know probably personally know us um <laughs> we have a lot of improv experience and just two lads was a really fun improv game that we used to play when we were on a team together um, which was basically just like a two peas in a pod scene, which is basically what our relationship is.
1: It's all it (laughs) ever is.
0: So for any of you who are wondering, you know, why we did this or why we called ourselves what we did, that's what it is. And also for those of you who are like, lads is gendered. Get over it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's not gendered if you're not thinking of it gendered true that's what I I like to think it as it's like the word dude
0: yeah exactly and I also looked it up and now people just use things like lad to mean like having a good time with your friends which is definitely I feel like what this podcast is
1: I think that's what we've become
0: it's going to be weird when we can actually see each other in person again, because we're going to be like, oh, I have something to tell you, but I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> I don't want to save <laughs> know, for the podcast.
1: Because totally. As of right now, it's like we schedule our times that we meet up and talk and everything. But if, if it when we do do it in person, we're, we're probably going to get lunch beforehand. Yeah. May, most <laughs> likely. Maybe even dinner, depending on time we record these in the real world. And like, obviously, we're going to be talking to each other. Yeah. So. In future episodes, we'll probably be like, oh, so like, like I was telling you at lunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and only give half the context half it, for the yeah. conversation. And
1: if you're listening in, you're a little lost. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but that's how we roll. We want you guys to feel like you're at the table with us, you know, in the conversation. That's, I think...
1: Uh, based off how we do this and the responses that a lot of people have given me about like what it feels like to listen that's exactly what this podcast is for people it makes them feel like they're just sitting around listening to some people talk and that they are there because um i had a few friends contact me who were like this really i just put it on and i could, this is totally something i can have in the background where it just feels like i'm there i mm-hmm. feels like i'm just part of a conversation and that's kind of what kelsey and i just wanted to do where we just wanted to talk and we just wanted to have a good time with each other
0: yeah and i feel like we think that we're funny so like maybe other people might too
1: all i know is that the criticism's gonna come really hard later
0: oh yeah oh yeah and it's probably gonna be from me texting you at like four in the morning one night when i can't sleep and be like i don't think we should do this anymore (laughs)
1: Q <laughs> episode 8 yeah. see <laughs> Be like I don't know if we should go on anymore
0: <laughs> The last podcast
1: <laughs> Those two lads last Only 8 episodes
0: uh, But yeah so that's the story That's our origin story um, so Alright hit me Let's talk about Origin stories which kind of have like A mythical Connotation to them Okay Okay. And swivel to what we, one of our topics for today, which is Dungeons and Dragons.
1: Oh, my favorite <laughs> hobby, because I think it's a hobby more than anything. Um, so those of you who are listening in and don't know enough about Kelsey and I yet, after these four episodes, you may have gathered that I am a pretty big nerd, <laughs> pretty huge. <laughs> I study the supernatural, I study weird stuff, I study politics, I, I just study a bunch of stuff, and I'm a pretty big nerd. Two years ago, give or take, uh, when Kelsey was still on, uh, my captain on my team, we had this member uh, who introduced us to Dungeons and Dragons, and it was a great bonding experience for a team. We created We created heroes, and he made this giant world full of awesome creatures and a story that was so exciting and riveting. And obviously, each, if you know anything about Dungeons & Dragons, they're based off like campaigns and sessions and such. And so at the end of our first campaign, which was the end of Kelsey's senior year, it ended and it was this big, wonderful moment, which we then continued for another year as a continuation of that story. And we had two years of this beautiful story and it was so exciting and there's something about being in a world that you can interact with completely freely that is so fun. And so what occurred was after he graduated, we were kind of left with nothing. And some people tried to take up the mantle of doing D&D, but it never really went anywhere. And so now that we're stuck in pandemic mode and quarantine mode, I decided to pick up D&D for myself. And so now I'm doing D&D for my people in my hometown.
0: And why don't you give us, like, a little – because I obviously don't want you to give away anything because you're doing the Dungeon Master, like, leading. But, like, give us – set the tone. Is it, like, um, gothic? Is it, you dark? (laughs) Like, give us a –
1: so typical D&D is obviously very fantasy-like. There's elves, there's dwarves, there's humans, there's orcs. Have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? That's essentially the D&D universe, but a bit. Uh, the D&D universe is significantly bigger than even Tolkien's universe, in my opinion. And yes, I've read the Tolkien universe. Don't come at me. <laughs> um, and so my, I kind of wanted to break away from the, the games I'd played because I played obviously two years worth of that one campaign I then did a whole other year worth of separate different campaigns that were all also in the fantasy realm so what I decided to do was take all the elements take all the monsters and creatures and everything and make a pirate adventure and so what I have is a pirate adventure going on where uh, there's ships and there's cannons and there's flintlock pistols and there's ancient treasure and mystical captains and sea creatures and all that so that's what my campaign's all about right now, and they're uh, they're trying to defeat an ancient evil that has returned.
0: Mm. That's very on brand for you. You are a piratey oh, boy. Like I you're,
1: love everything about pirates. You're like
0: pirate video game that you would always play.
1: Oh, Sea of Thieves!
0: Yeah, that's one <laughs> of
1: my favorite video game memories with Sea of Thieves.
0: <laughs> so that's cool. That's very on brand um how many players do you have
1: uh so not including me obviously uh mm-hmm. we have four people who are part of our campaign uh, okay. my former roommate uh and then three friends from uh my hometown nice. and i think four is a really comfortable number mm-hmm. i feel kind of bad for our friend who at one point you, you weren't there for it but we had a session where i think there was all 12 members of the team there oh. <laughs> and, or I think it was 13 because someone had just someone already graduated or something I don't know mm-hmm. but all I know is the max number was there and I could see him be like I have to work everybody in oh, but he no. did a beautiful job he did such an amazing job to this day me and my friends who were there that day were like wow like the atmosphere he created how'd he do it it was so cool He, he was so good He was such a professional at D&D like I can only wish to be like him at D&D
0: yeah, I actually had no idea. Like, I don't wanna sound nasty crappy. about it, but <laughs> <laughs> when it was first proposed, I was like, I'll go because I love my team. I love everyone on the team, but I truthfully do not think that D D is gonna be something that I understand or you know at least enjoy i don't think that that's gonna happen (laughs) but i think mainly because our friend is so good and like so passionate about making the storylines that it really was like fun i Um, think
1: his passion was definitely what drew us all in mm -hmm. he would come in and every session he'd start with this great yell of a chant on the story of the world that really brought us all in and he used the music and he, mm-hmm. and now he's a voice actor. And, he, and so at the time, he used his voices and he did all this cool stuff. And it was like, it's so easy to get into something when someone's super passionate about it and giving it mm-hmm. their all.
0: Yeah, I do think... He definitely <laughs> got mad at me <laughs> when my character died and I refused to make a new character. I was like, you just have to bring my character back. Like, you have to find a way because I refuse to make a new character. <laughs> so I'm very attached to my character. Her name is Tata. And she uh, ta-ta. is... Tata! I yeah. remember her well. I remember um, her well. She, I don't oh, want to say was... Yes, yeah, she was a tiefling bard, um, and she was lavender-skinned, because lavender is one of my favorite colors.
1: Do you remember what tieflings look like?
0: Yeah, they're kind of, like, <laughs> Mhm, mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I, I liked it because they're very, like, mischievous and I, after like playing the first round of DD, I knew that I was going to be <laughs> not the troublemaker, but the one who made the decisions that either killed us all or saved us all type things. <laughs> I just knew that that was who I was as a person. So oh, I. am your fate. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the last game that we played, or the last round, I guess you would call it. Um, session? Session. Before I graduated, remember, I was like, all right, I'm going to go stab the sleeping God in the heart and see if it kills me or if it saves us. Yes, I do remember that.
1: I do remember that. And
0: our friend was like, why would you do that? He was so mad at me.
1: It was funny, though. But he he let you. He let you.
0: Oh, yeah. I think it's his deep love for me as a person, but not the fact that I'm at all a good D&D player. (laughs) He, but he did get me my own set of of dice or like whatever the little balls that you roll are. Yeah, they're die. They're die. Um, that kind of matched the aura of my character, which I really appreciated.
1: Do you still have them?
0: Yes, I don't know if they are here or at my apartment in LA, but I have the little figurines that he got me of the tieflings and the die. And, like, my character sheet in, like, a little box. But I don't know. I know it's somewhere, but not exactly where it is.
1: I still have my stuff from that first campaign as well.
0: Yeah. It's good memories. And it's so small that it's, like, it's a really good, like, sentimental thing.
1: Um, I love it. I love sentimentality stuff.
0: Right? That's why our rooms are just so filled with things that we should Our rooms keep.
1: are absolute <laughs> clutters. I really shouldn't throw away, like... Eighty percent of the letters I have in my drawers and everything. No, never. Never. So when I read them again, I'm all sad and depressed because I'm like,
0: they thought I was amazing. You would never do that.
1: No, my ego is too high. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Oh, but your ego is truly not high enough, in my opinion, as of right now. To start a micronation.
1: A micronation?
0: Yes. So, do you know what micronations are?
1: Uh, if I had to throw my hand in the ring, I would say a micronation is probably a nation the size of Rhode Island or smaller. I mean, within another nation.
0: Yes. So, Basically, a micronation is, like, a tiny little sovereign country within another larger country, from what I understand. I'm sure people who are actually, like, good at geopolitics or something would be able to define it better. But there is a micronation in Nevada. What? Yeah, it's in Nevada. It's in northern Nevada called Missonia. And I watched a YouTube video about it a couple weeks ago. And I thought it was so funny because I had heard of Missonia in, like, high school. Because, you know, in high school, you just look up weird things on the internet. And someone brought that into our – I want to say it was our AP government class. And I was like, that's so – like stupid like how crazy do you have to be to like start your own nation on a little like literally like 10 by 10 plot of land in the desert mile or acres i think it's feet oh (laughs) it's extremely small yeah give me give me like one second to oh okay i lied it's not feet it's 6.3 6.3 acres total.
1: That's not much anyways. That's not yeah, too much.
0: It, it's still very small. But um, it's a place called Masonia. And what it actually is, is like an art piece. Okay. So, so the guy who runs it, he, you can, I think you can declare a micronation wherever you want, I think. I think. Um, but he basically found this land in Northern Nevada and was like, I want to make this a micronation. So he like registered it and he runs like tours a couple times a week for a couple months a year where he goes through and he tells you like the currency, which is based in cookie dough, not in gold. Um, cookie dough? Yeah, chocolate chip cookie dough is the measure of their currency, like how much it's worth.
1: So it's backed up by cookie dough? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um,
0: they have their crimes are like really funny. I want to say one's like whistling or something, and they will put you in the quote unquote jailhouse for the allotted sentence of the crime, which is like three minutes. Um, He wears, like, this fake um, military outfit, you know, like you would think of when you have, like, a general of a made-up country in a movie Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. Um, And they have, like, an ice cream shop with just different flavors of cookie dough and stuff like that. And it's basically an art piece that shows you how everything – in nations and the structure of nations is basically made up and people just arbitrarily like decided that gold would be what we measure our currency against Mm -hmm. um they decide what the crimes are you know some of them are very like weird like there's the one law in kansas where you like can't hold hands on sunday or whatever you know like very arbitrary and it's got like a post office and his office and it's a very small area, but it just shows you how like everything is man-made. <laughs> like everything is just something that people made up. And I just thought it was so cool to have that for me being in high school, like I don't even want to think about how many years ago that was.
1: <laughs> I'll give it uh, to you eight. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: That's so rude. Why would you say that? <laughs> um, To now me being in my mid-20s and, like, realizing that also the way that you see things is so framed by the environment that you're in. Mm-hmm. Because in high school, I had not, like, what people think of conservative now as – But I had a fairly, like, conservative older um, AP government teacher. And he was like, that's just so not right and blah, blah, blah. And at the time, I was like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. But now me having been in the world and you see as an art piece, I'm like, oh, wait, this is actually really cool. Mm -hmm. And now I want to (laughs) go.
1: Now now you have to go.
0: Well, it's – I want to say it's kind of up by – Reno which is I would
1: assume it's on the north side of Nevada because there's a lot of just free open land out there
0: yeah I don't really know how far away it is but I'm assuming it's not like an hour outside of Las Vegas like it's probably Mm -hmm. six or seven Mm -hmm. hours outside of Vegas
1: that's that's a
0: lot of hours (laughs) but it's kind of it's kind of cool um I just thought it was kind of an interesting especially in today's climate where like not just the u.s government but like so many governments are coming under attack for people being like this is arbitrary like make it make sense to us like why you do things and then to see that as like literally him being like the government doesn't make sense make Mm -hmm. it make sense you can't
1: so well i'm gonna drop a knowledge bomb on you
0: Drop it. It's
1: been a, it's been a while since I've read or studied this or wrote a paper on it. Um, so back on how everything's man-made, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, first of all, do you know what the U.S. dollar is currently backed by? It's mm-hmm. not gold. It's not gold anymore. Silver? No, uh, oil. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our dollar is, is or the worth of our dollars based off our oil reserve, because oil is now the new gold of the modern age. Interesting. So I think that changed around the 70s, I want to say, maybe around that time. Mm
0: -hmm. So now
1: our economy is based off oil, not gold. Uh, But second of all, I want to take you into a very deep uh, thing. (laughs) Um, So everybody's heard of John Locke, or not everybody, but people have heard of John Locke, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, Thomas Hobbes, all these great uh, philosophers. Uh, and they're mainly studied most in the political sciences because they created more of like why why man is man mm-hmm. and why we have the governments we have. So something I very very much took away and learned from John Locke that no professor is really going to explain to you, nor are you really going to pay attention to because it's <laughs> kind of boring. Um, what I picked up and learned was that John Locke very much explains to us why money exists. Mm -hmm. And what money really is when you think about it. So, let's say we are what's referred to in the state of nature. The state of nature is a point in time where no laws have been created, society has not been created. We are just humanity out in the wilderness, right? Mm -hmm. And so, out of the state of nature, we eventually come into democracy and everything. But before we get to democracy and different types of government and everything, we're in the state of nature where we are on our own. Mm -hmm. And so, over time, Kelsey, someone one day kills me because they want my pile of rocks, right? Who knows Mm -hmm. why? But I have a pile of rocks and somebody kills me. And there's no retribution because there's no loss. Mm -hmm. So because we're not okay with people taking our stuff and we're not okay with people killing us for our stuff, Mm -hmm. we create laws, right? Mm -hmm. So now we've created laws in which I'm protected and you're protected and you can't steal or else you get punished. Mm -hmm. Well, right, so now we've set up a miniature, mini, mini, mini government, now comes into the fact where money comes in. Mm-hmm. So the idea is, through logic and through process, uh, and you can still think of it this way, is that if you put an effort into something, it is yours. So if mm-hmm. you go and you pick 10 apples, those 10 apples are yours. Mm-hmm. But if you go and you plant a tree, and that tree produces apples, everything including that tree and all the apples it gives you, it is yours. But what happens if we have people who feel too lazy to pick their own apples, right? Mm -hmm. They produce uh, too many apples that they want. So what they want to do, they want to give it away. Well, what happens even deeper is that we start to contract other people to pick our own apples. So they're putting in the effort to go and pick up the apple. But is the apple theirs?
0: The person who contracted for the apple that gets it from the grower?
1: Yes. I think if because they contracted
0: for it, it would be. effort equals ownership, mm-hmm.
1: right? So if this person is working for a boss, is his effort equaling ownership to whatever he's working on?
0: mm. I guess it depends if you believe in labor theory or not.
1: Exactly, right? (laughs) So what occurs is that these, we'll just call them rich, the rich now have created a class of people uh, in which their effort does not equal the exact same thing to get out, which is where money comes in, where your money becomes a symbol of how much effort you have put in. If Hmm. you... The worker have put in ten hours into this apple tree of picking apples. You do not get ten hours worth of apples, but you get what your oh, not owner, what your boss. Well, oh, it could have been owner at the time. Your boss deems worthy that ten hours of effort is worth, and therefore money comes into existence. So when you, so if you think of society, so you take that theory whoosh it up from the state of nature and put into modern society today what you do is effort being blocked by something and therefore you receive dollars instead of what Mm -hmm. your effort is because a someone who builds their own home their effort equals directly into a new home Mm -hmm. but someone who gets contracted to build a new home their effort does not equal the new home their effort equals money
0: Interesting, because I sort of learned it differently than you, and granted, you probably learned this in a college-level class, and I think I learned this in high school, maybe, in, like, my AP Euro class, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, I was told that money sort of came into existence for a very similar reason that you're talking about. But because to use the apple example, a person works picking apples and the boss, you know, in a barter society, the boss would barter apples for picking apples. But after mm-hmm. a while, the apple pickers like, well, I don't want apples. I want cheese. But the mm. apple tree owner doesn't have cheese. So he's like, well, I still have to give you something for your time so it basically simplified the barter process so that you didn't have to have everything that a person could want. Which maybe it's the same thing as what you're talking about. In the end, it
1: comes out to that's the next level, right? Mm -hmm. We're like, that would definitely be the next natural step, Whereas John Locke, it's just a theoretical sentence of why we have created the system we have created. Mm -hmm. And so yours could easily have been the next step right after, where Mm -hmm. the worker is tired of not getting any of the apples, or just doesn't want any of the apples anymore, Mm -hmm. and therefore he interchanges through acceptance amongst the society that eventually comes into fruition, and they trade more this wealth for Mm a good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of a crazy system because. I think a lot of people, including myself sometimes, thinks, oh, it'd be so simple to fix this problem if we just did this. But just from doing a very simple example of apples and cheese, it gets extremely complicated very quickly. Extremely
1: fast. Extremely Um, fast.
0: (laughs) And it's sort of like you can't have the convenience of something like money without the complication of other problems. But interesting how just a tiny little micronation can spark so much debate. And <laughs> I think... Micro, I think that's the point of the micronation, yeah.
1: right? Like, oh, it's that was the totally point the point.
0: Yeah. Is to get you to think, like, it's a lot more complicated, but also, like, simple, I guess. I, I, I have
1: I've come to terms that... Um, I am not accepted by many people, not only of our generation, but our party uh, in general, because through enough study, through enough reading, through enough learning, I've come to terms to accept that these ambitious plans that we have can't work mm-hmm. and they have there has to be different answers. And I'm not saying the other side has the best answers either. Mm-hmm. But I've come to terms with our answer is not the right answer either.
0: <laughs> oh, I totally agree. I think for me, the only thing that could kind of make sense in a way is that you have to over ask because you know, it's sort of like asking for an exorbitant salary because they'll come back with something middle ground and that's actually yes. kind of like what you wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That to me has to be like what... The idea is on both sides, you know, everyone is over asking because they know (laughs) that it's impossible to get that. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It's very, very weird. We are
1: in a current political climate in which you have to have all the ideals of one side or the other to belong to it.
0: And I think that's a big problem we've
1: got going on right now.
0: It's so bad. I think it so defeats the point.
1: I think so, too. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: like, It's like um, cancel culture a little bit. How one person does one wrong thing. They're like, everything they've ever done is bad now. Like, are you kidding? You're, how would you like to be judged for the one like horrible day in your life? For that time
1: that you called a girl something in high school. Like, that'd be the same equivalent yeah. as to these people where their lives are in the spotlight all the time. And so like they have flaws too. Some of these flaws though totally cancel culture. Oh yeah. I'm not oh lie. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but some there are people some are very there, yeah.
1: There's some people who've been canceled where I'm like, that's it? Like yeah. that's enough to ruin their entire careers? Like that's like kinda she, bad.
0: Like she wore a wool sweater. She clearly hates animals. I'm like, we're going after sweaters <laughs> now? <laughs> like my god. All,
1: all the vegans are upset. I thought you stood for us. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Although I will say something that's really nice. I don't know if your school is doing this or not. Okay. Um, but my school is giving us election day off. Like we don't have class. Oh, wow. So, if- uh,
1: I haven't looked. They probably will,
0: mm-hmm. but I
1: don't genuinely know, but that's actually really bomb that they're giving the election day off
0: yeah I mean, not like anyone's really gonna go to the poll since like most things are mail in right now, but I think it's really great, and I wish that more it was a like a federal holiday
1: I wish it was a national holiday like i you would think America the quote unquote beacon of democracy
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: would give you the day in which your vote matters most off.
0: Literally, this beacon has been put through the garbage disposal. The light is flickering. (laughs) The battery has battery acid, like, flying out the bottom. Like, it's... This
1: beacon looked rough for a little while (laughs) now.
0: (laughs) She's been been beat up a little bit by life.
1: Yeah, I know. But, but hopefully this beacon can be given some backup by becoming a national holiday yeah. <laughs> with everything coming up.
0: Oh, geez. Speaking of other crazy things. Yes. Spicy food.
1: Oh, love-hate relationship. Go
0: on. <laughs> so for our listeners, just to give you a heads up, because this has been something <laughs> I have been wanting to do. <laughs> Knowing,
1: Forever.
0: yeah, literally since we decided to do a podcast, I've wanted to do the spicy noodle challenge with Andres, oh. where we like oh. answer either like hard hitting questions or something like that, but you only get to like tape, take a sip of liquid or whatever once you answer a question.
1: Milk, milk. milk.
0: Ugh. Ugh. It's the only dairy thing that helps against spices. I know, but milk, ugh.
1: Hey man, you're gonna have to poop later. That's all I gotta tell you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> milk just tastes so gross. Like, Funky. Plain milk.
1: Oh. Once people. I gave up milk and stopped drinking milk, like almost altogether, or I should just say straight milk. I still have a lot of milk products, but drinking mm-hmm. straight milk altogether, the next time I had a swig, I swear it was the nastiest thing ever. Like, I, I was no longer used to the milk taste. It's yeah, kind of gross.
0: It's real nasty, but. Go anyway, on. that's a preview for maybe our first in-person episode. That could be, like, the celebration. <laughs> Andres is just wanting to do- bow out some of the podcast.
1: spicy ramen. <laughs>
0: um, well, I live right by Koreatown and Little Tokyo, so I'm sure that I can find some really spicy <laughs> noodles.
1: Speaking of which, I still got to take you to that bomb spot in Little Tokyo. Let me yes. it, it know. I still got to take you. We'll go. We'll go.
0: That'll be the lunch before the podcast, and then that's we'll have true. nothing left to say. <laughs> that's true.
1: That's true. We'll be talking over this delicious, slow Tokyo food. Yeah.
0: Um, but Go on,
1: though. Spicing. I
0: recently tried hot sauce in my chicken instant ramen, which I really liked. And then coincidentally, so backpedal. I ate this at like midnight. <laughs> this was not like for dinner. This was like midnight. I'm hungry. This is what how much I my stomach would
1: be turning, depending how spicy <laughs> that thing was.
0: It was. I put like, doo, doo, like two little tiny. Oh,
1: then never mind. Uh huh. Because
0: you know we both don't really like spicy food that much. We
1: are both pretty bad with spicy food. <laughs> which, which for the listeners, that's why Kelsey wants to do the spicy podcast because yeah. we are both <laughs> really bad with spice.
0: Um, but that night that I ate it I coincidentally had a really Crazy Weird dream Was it lucid? I always lucid dream
1: Oh, that's right, that's right We talked about this on the first
0: episode Yeah, I can't <laughs> not lucid dream But it was one of those dreams that was weird Even for me realizing it was a dream It was like okay. really weird So then the next night I had to make a choice Because, you know, ramen is scarce right now in the stores. So I was like, do I do an experiment and eat another ramen and hot sauce and see if I have another crazy dream? <laughs> Which of course I did. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> of course, I boiled that water. I was like, there's no going back. <laughs> so I even made it a little bit spicier. I put like a third and fourth little like of hot sauce in there. And Honestly, it's been so long because we didn't record last week <laughs> that I forgot we're if I.
1: Both busy. Yeah, right. I
0: did. I blame you. I just said we didn't record.
1: <laughs> no, but I felt the blame coming.
0: <laughs> um, no, no blame because I was busy the day that you were free. But yeah. I can't remember if I had another crazy dream. But like. I just wanted to try it. I feel like I probably did because otherwise I wouldn't have written it down for us to talk about. I can't remember what it was though. So for those of you who want to have crazy dreams, I guess just like ruin your stomach with hot sauce before you go to bed.
1: Now, do you think it's because you and I are more sensitive to hot sauce that affects us most? Or do you think people who are really good with hot sauce will also be affected with the sauce?
0: I don't know, honestly, because don't some super hot peppers have, like, hallucinogenic effects to them? Yes, they do. So, I think you just have to, like, eat something spicier than you normally eat, would be my, like, quote-unquote recommendation. And it
1: activates the mind? But you're saying this right before sleeping, right? Yeah. Okay. Might have some wings before I go to bed.
0: (laughs) Yes, and then report back. Because, honestly, the dream was that I remember, because I remember when I don't remember the second night. It was weird. It, like, took place at my house. It felt like I was in a first-person video game. Is that how you say it?
1: Yes, it's called a first-person video game.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, I'm not – I don't play video games. I have no idea what they're called.
1: <laughs> yeah, so first-person um, video games where it's just through the eyes.
0: Yes. Okay, so I felt like I was – in my body, like, as a lucid dream, in my body, walking through my house.
1: Oh, that's already weird.
0: Right? Like, and then one of my ex-boyfriends, like, showed up at my house.
1: The doorstep, or were they just in there? Because sometimes in dreams are just in there.
0: He was just in there. He was, like, yeah. in, he was knocking on my bedroom door. And I was, like, what are you doing? You can't be here. Like, why are you here from California? Why do you keep doing this? Uh Just showing up at my house. So eventually I like ran him outside into our like front yard area. And then my mom comes running outside. Like, I don't know where she came from. I don't know how she figured out there was a person. She was like coming out and yelling at him to like, go away. I was like, what is this dream?
1: Some conscious mom on defense.
0: I know. I know. So it was like very weird because normally I don't have those type of dreams.
1: That's wild though. That's wild.
0: Right? It's very, very strange. I, was like, I gotta ask, how how's
1: uh how's the ex-boyfriend anxieties gone? Like in general, all your ex-boyfriend like is are they are they gone because we're so far removed, or do you still have them from time to time? I feel like there was a point in time they were really bad.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel like they're much better now, but it also could be that like I am in a very different mental state mm-hmm. because of just when I am, from when my birthday was in February because, you know, the pandemic, the racial protests, the, you know, election, like...
1: Law school's back. Law
0: school is back. Like, I am just in an extremely different environment and mental space than I mm. was, you know, like, mm. however many months ago. But no, I think they're better. I just think that I don't have the time to for, like for worry <laughs> about it yeah like I just don't have time anymore because like I told you before we started I'm only a week into classes and I work 12-hour days like I don't have the time to sit with my thoughts and become you know overwhelmed <laughs> but yeah That's good yeah it also could be that I'm also like hardening up, you know, like, really getting stoic. I would hope
1: so. I would hope so. Uh, as someone who has dated many people, <laughs> I've had to become very hardened up a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last ex-girlfriend really tested that <laughs> yeah. a lot. Where, um, <laughs> that, that one definitely tested my will, uh, because that one came out of nowhere to me, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, my current girlfriend, she's incredible. And, like, she's been super supportive. And funny enough to say, I think one of my most supportive girlfriends I've ever had. Uh, don't mm. at me, whatever ex-girlfriend who's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: will. They will. <laughs> they will.
1: They'll, they'll, what, once we become famous podcasters, I'll be hearing about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, I, I never went through the the type of emotional pains you went through and I had to console you through. I very different (laughs) emotional pain, but I will say, um, there are times where the relationships will test you in ways you never expected and ways in which you thought you were strong. And it turns out you weren't. So, yeah,
0: I mean, I think a big difference between us two especially Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is that i know that i'm a little baby like like, maybe when you got tested you're like i'm strong and then you're like i don't understand why i'm being tested me i'm like every step is a test like every inhale (laughs) exhale is like a test for me (laughs) so (laughs) i'm a baby you
1: who don't know uh, kelsey and i are incredibly (laughs) similar as people, but at the same time we're incredibly different as people all together. And like, it makes for the funnest of times when we come into these type of situations because Kelsey and I approach things very differently, such as in relationships. Like, our relationships typically Mm -hmm. go very different.
0: I think a big difference is that I catastrophize and you do not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> you know that that's true. You absolutely know that that's no, I true. I know, I oh, know, it's true. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah, but no, I think I'm just getting angry <laughs> now. Don't have the time. Although, do you remember in our second podcast, the one that, like, happened in January, you were, like, blasting me for being single <laughs> and, like, Was enjoying I- being single, yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh you know, maybe I was, but now I'm in a different mind space. I have quarantine (laughs) going on, I have a pandemic, I have movements. (laughs) Sure, 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 sure. I do remember roasting you. I do remember roasting you in those early episodes. Yeah. Unreleased episodes.
0: Boys DM her and I was like, you can DM me if you want, but like (laughs) I remember this. I do remember that. Wow.
1: How times have changed.
0: Yeah. And I'm just here in my house. Chilling. Chilling, learning the laws of evidence, you know, just...
1: I, I, I told Kelsey, I think like two months ago, I think I told Kelsey two months ago, I was like, Kelsey, listen, if things don't work up and I run for president, I need you to be the first lady and we need to fake a whole marriage.
0: Well, now it's on recording. Now we can't do it.
1: No, we can still do it. Now we just have to pre-prepare. Now we have to get married like 10 years in advance.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not but... ready to settle down that early, dude. What
1: what I'm running at the age of prime, age of 35.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know when we'd have to get married in like 2 uh, years.
1: <laughs> 3 years for me, 3 years for me.
0: Yeah, we'd have to get married in 3 years. I'm not ready. I'll Start be packing your bags. No. I have so much stuff. I I won't be ready in 3 years. <laughs> I have a firm to start. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just have too many clothes. I won't be ready. (laughs) Kelsey, do you think you'll
1: start a firm one day?
0: I don't know.
1: Or do you just want to be one of those big shots at a firm where, like, just whatever you say goes? (sighs) I wish you guys could see Kelsey's face right now. (laughs) The face of, like, existential existential just thinking. Just, like, oh, (laughs)
0: man. You know, I don't know. Because, one, it's always good to be your own boss if you can.
1: Always. Always. Let that be a note to listeners.
0: It's a lot of work.
1: (laughs) The startup firm?
0: Yeah, because, like... We have to have friends, first of all. Yeah, which is, like, already really difficult for me because I'm very socially awkward, I feel like. But... You also have to run all the business aspects. You can't like just do the law. You have to hire people, fire people, pay Let's people. Think of
1: this? If you get sued, you have your own lawyers.
0: <laughs> I don't think that ever works. <laughs> I
1: exactly what I think. Have, have you ever heard this?
0: Have you ever heard the phrase "only a fool represents himself"?
1: Yes. Yes, I have.
0: So. Do I look like a fool to you? And please hide? But have I? you
1: ever seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt?
0: I watched two seasons and then I was like, I can't
1: deal with this. In show. the first <laughs> season, the dude represents himself, remember? And he gets himself away with everything.
0: Yeah, but you do realize that that is.
1: It's a TV show, blah, blah, blah.
0: No, like the whole point was it's supposed to be so not what was supposed to happen. Yes. yes. <laughs> but he yes. was super
1: charismatic and everything. <laughs> and he did magic tricks, and that's why he won over the jury. <laughs> My God. That's a show that went from fantastic, amazing to not bad to I can't watch this anymore.
0: Yeah. No, that I, I feel you. I think it just, like, the characters didn't change enough. Like, it ended up being – I don't even know how many seasons it ended on, but it, I think oh, I well, watched –
1: But I stopped watching it starting up to season three. That's when I stopped.
0: Yeah, I think that's when I stopped, too. I just think after two seasons of no, like, real permanent character change, I was like, I don't want to watch 40 hours of this. I
1: think the problem with this comedy was that it was a linear story. Like, Mm -hmm. this episode directly leads into this episode. And so they had to be developing a story. And that story wasn't really developing into anything, like, worthwhile. Mm -hmm. So, like, instead of being, like, a show that's beautifully shot and it's just one-off episodes and skits, like, where they could just survive because it's just funny moments, like, Titus could have totally had a a just funnier arc in general. Mm -hmm. But instead, Titus was trying to get on Broadway and we had to keep dealing with Titus sucking, but somehow being a great actor at the same time. We had to deal with Kimmy Schmidt, where she's innocent and dumb, yet super smart and trying to become somebody. We had to mm-hmm. deal with the Native American mom, who's secretly not Native American, but is Native American. And, like, <laughs> there, there was just, like, weird arcs where, like, you couldn't believe where they were going past season one. Because season one was all about the trial. Like, Kimmy Schmidt mm-hmm. coming out and sending this guy to the jail. Like, Mm -hmm. and that was an amazing first arc. It was hilarious. You met all these characters. But after that, there was, like, no point. There was no Mm -hmm. point for anything.
0: Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with you. The show that I'm currently loving is The Good Doctor. Have you heard heard of it? I've heard it's a really good show. It's really good. He has uh, a mental illness, right? That's what makes him, like, so special? No, he's autistic.
1: That's what it is.
0: And also has savant syndrome. Oh! Oh, and, and to him he makes him a specialized
1: doctor mm-hmm. um,
0: It's a really good show Normally like I'm not super Into medical dramas Because after a You don't a while, like Grey's Anatomy? I've what? never watched Grey's Anatomy
1: <laughs> It's one of those shows That you watch and at one point You appreciate other people hating it <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, But this is not like that I think I really like this because, yes, I'm finishing season three right now. Yes, the medical stuff gets too like, there's no way that you would have found this out, right? Or fiction. Yeah, but, like, all the characters are so well written, and they all are so three-dimensional that, like, even though it's obvious, like, oh, of course, squeeze this like a pimple and you'll be fixed, is not real, you know, but uh-huh. the character development is really good. And they just, like, I think they tackle subjects about neuro non-normativity or non-neuronormativity. I don't know which way to say it. Mm-hmm. Like, really well, and how to deal with parents who don't, don't get along with their children or like have very different life goals or parents that deal with addiction and like divorce and all these different things really, really well. So mm-hmm. I think it's just a good show if you're looking for something where the characters are really three-dimensional. I highly recommend, highly recommend.
1: Well, I'll have to look into it. Do you know where it's streaming currently? Hulu. Hulu? Okay. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, the age of streaming is such a stupid thing because one day, one year, I should say, I could be watching my favorite show, Lost, on Netflix. And then years later, I will recommend this amazing show to an amazing person, like currently my girlfriend. And she watches it, and I'm like, oh, I can't find it on my Netflix. And she complains about commercials. I'm like, Netflix doesn't have commercials. And it turns out Lost is now on Hulu. <laughs> this is so upsetting to me.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really crazy. Because there was a movie I wanted to watch that it took off Netflix. And I'm like, why would you do that? I thought the whole point was that I could watch it forever.
1: <laughs> Netflix is a scam. <laughs>
0: No, Netflix. You could sponsor us if you wanted to, whenever we monetize.
1: (laughs) I really like Netflix. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Also, for listeners, we haven't monetized. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do with ourselves. We kind of just like doing these, but at the same time, like, should we monetize? We, We don't like some of the things we have to do to become monetized.
0: Yeah. I don't know. DM us on Instagram or Twitter and tell us what you think we should do.
1: <laughs> or if you personally know us, just text us. <laughs>
0: yeah, that too. Which is probably easier said. What's
1: gonna happen anyways.
0: Pretty much everyone listening personally knows mm. us. Yeah, I think that might be a good ending question. I think
1: so too. I think that's so too.
0: Oh,
1: Kelsey's mic just fell straight off her desk and attacked her. That was kind of funny.
0: Save it for the Halloween episode, my god.
1: <laughs> Dude, the Halloween episode's going be
0: awesome. Oh, okay. Well, now that I was attacked by my own <laughs> equipment, <laughs> how are we gonna yeah. end this one?
1: Uh, <clears throat> we can, yeah, I know how to end it real quick. Okay. By just talking very briefly about episode one because it just came out. Okay. Uh, first of all, you edited yourself explaining what we met during hamilton
0: <laughs> listen <laughs> i would always listen to it i was like what is this what is what's going on i don't want anyone coming for me especially when i'm vulnerable on our first episode I haven't developed a thick skin. And also, I didn't want it to seem like we didn't like Hamilton because we obviously Because we
1: loved, loved it. Like we loved Hamilton. Hamilton. <laughs> yep. I watch nothing but Hamilton clips on YouTube now.
0: Really? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I know so much more about Hamilton than I did when we first watched Hamilton on episode one.
0: There you go. Should do a, a rewatch, like a redo of podcast one, like a year down the line.
1: Uh, or 10, you know, we'll get there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that threw me off. Uh, I didn't
1: realize the line, kiss me through my mask came so much later in the episode. Definitely <laughs> didn't see that one coming. Um, mum, 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 mum. And how dare you include me singing at the end? How dare you?
0: Hey, if you don't want to edit, I have free reign to do whatever I want.
1: I guess so. <laughs> and also, if
0: you don't want me to send you to, if you don't want me to send them to you for approval, I get to do whatever I want.
1: <laughs> I just trust you. I just trust you. But that, what that means is that there could be moments where you get small clips of after we record and totally insert me in at the end. Oh.
0: Except that you did that.
1: I think before.
0: Yeah. While you were giving your brother's dog some pepperoni.
1: <laughs> I think so, too. I think so, too. It was the only way to calm down the dog, but we can talk about that another time.
0: <laughs> All right, friends. Well, it was good to oh, no you. Oh, they're no longer friends. They're laddies.
1: Now. Oh, yeah. Now they're laddies. Laddies. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, weird way of saying ladies.
0: Laddies? I feel like you need, like, the accent. Laddies. Laddies? Know. Um, okay. <laughs> Our
1: listener from Ireland, hit us up I uh, yeah. to know the proper way to say Latties.
0: Let us know um, But yeah, thanks for Listening, for hanging out And we'll see you in the next one Hi guys Editing Kelsey here I just wanted to pop on at the end of this Podcast and address a couple Things I just really felt like Needed to be talked about um, The first of which is the recent passing Of Justice Ginsburg um, Andres and I are feeling the sadness and the gravity of her passing just like many of you and many people in the country are feeling and we don't want you to think that this episode as jovial as it is was trying to not address it in any way. This episode was filmed or I guess recorded over a month ago and at that time the world had not lost Justice Ginsburg. Um, I also wanted to dovetail this into the fact that we sort of perfectly talked about government and how basically everything is made up. And I just wanted to tell you that things are in societies the way that they are because people agree to them. It's the way truth works. People agree to something and that's what becomes the truth. But that doesn't mean that it's not capable of changing And it doesn't mean that you are not capable of being part of the change of the society or of systems that you don't feel are just. Um, Justice Ginsburg definitely saw that there was a broken niche in our system and knew that she would fight for the rest of her literal life to make sure that a lot of people who were cast aside and ignored by society were recognized and protected. And I also want to recognize that Justice Ginsburg was not a perfect person and there are issues that maybe you don't feel like she felt the correct way about, but she still gave us amazing shoulders to stand on. And as a woman in law, it really sort of changed my experience. And I just want to pass along that I hope that you guys let yourself feel hopeless, but then let the anger and the sadness and the fear fuel you to be a part of the change and to keep fighting because things change, but not overnight and never without backlash and fighting. It's just the way the world has always been. But don't use Justice Ginsburg's memory as a mourning for a world we'll never see again, use her memory as a springboard for the world that we want to see. Um, Just to kind of (laughs) wrap it all up, um, one of my legal ethics textbooks quoted something very perfectly, which is law is basically about human failings. It's about the fact that humans aren't perfect, and no one ever will be, but as long as we keep being critical of ourselves and holding each, each other and ourselves accountable for things, I know that big things can happen. Good big things can happen. So yeah, I just wanted to come on here and say that really fast and I guess more or less dedicate this episode to Justice Ginsburg um, and remind everyone to vote. That is something that is very easy to register for and get your ballot and just do what you can. And that includes voting and encouraging other people in your life to vote and to stay educated. All right. Bye.